How do we create more sustainable people, businesses and a more sustainable world? At EarthSelf, we believe you need to create harmony between humanity and nature. Sustainable the Podcast brings you inspiring interviews with leaders who are taking action to help create harmony between humanity and nature. Join your host, Tabby Jane, founder of EarthSelf, to discover nature-connected ways of being and working and become inspired to take action. In episode 97, I spoke with Andrew Hunt, co-founder of Aduna, an African-inspired health food brand and social business. Today, I'm speaking to Sarah Begum. A fellow of the Royal Geographical Society, Sarah Begum is an immersive investigative journalist, anthropologist, explorer and public speaker. Sarah has been exploring the world, studying tribes and different ways of life while investigating current affairs and making a humanitarian effort to help people along the way through her work. Sarah's first film, Amazon Souls, premiered at Cannes in 2013. She's received a number of awards for her work, including the Spirit of Adventure Award from the Captain Scott Society in 2014 for her expedition Life in the Darien Gap and was named one of the world's top 17 trailblazers in 2016. Sarah trains in martial arts and is an activist for environmental, human and women's rights, fighting to shine light upon issues internationally. Welcome, Sarah. It's great to have you on Sustainable Today. Thank you so much, Tabby. It's amazing to be on here. So what inspired you to become an immersive investigative journalist? And what is an immersive investigative journalist? Okay, what inspired me? So I, to be honest, um, I didn't plan on becoming an immersive investigative journalist. It just happened by chance. So my... My very first film in the Amazon, uh, Rainforest Living with the Tribe, that was born out of my passion, my dream and my curiosity to go to the Amazon and see how this tribe live and immerse in their way of life and tell their story that way uh, with a very authentic perspective, uh, from their perspective. And... I guess that pretty much defined the rest of my life. And from then, I kind of knew that this is what I want to be doing. And I developed that through my later works. And I just, I just became an immersive investigative journalist. So my unique style of storytelling or investigating is by putting myself, placing myself in the shoes of the subject that I'm investigating or that I'm studying to understand them better and then I'm able to tell a much uh, better picture a much better fulfilling story Mm. that sounds really really powerful so when you're saying like you're putting yourselves in the shoes of the subjects um, that you're you're wanting to share their story from does that then mean that you're starting to think like them take on their perspective of the world so that in a way you're getting an embodied sense of what it's like to be them yes exactly and that's what it's all about to understand them if you don't understand them and then you report on a subject a community of people a tribe of people from your perspective it's it's not it's not the truth is it it's not the it's not real it, i feel it's not as authentic 
So for me, I like to be as close to the truth as possible, if not um, just really try and tell the story as if they would, you know, through their words. So I like to dive in completely, immerse myself entirely, if I can, however I can, or as close as I can get to tell the story. So that's or to understand the situation or the subject or the event, whatever it is that I may be documenting or investigating. Yeah. So I, I love how this, as you're saying, this happened by chance. And you, you just had that passion, that dream, that curiosity to go out and live with, and I am, am I right in checking, this is the, and I am not going to pronounce this right probably, the Huanorani? <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Warani. Warani. Yes. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> so, you you had a dream. So, why the Warani tribe? Because is this the is this the passion and the dream to go out and, and, and live with them in Ecuadorian Amazon? Is this the the start of your journey yes this was the start of my journey why them because i researched into um indigenous primitive tribes who were still practicing their old uh, cultural um traditions today and i came across them um their land the yasuni national park is under threat from all exploitation because it houses a lot of oil and that's the cash cow for the country major cash cow Ecuador um, and also because of their descendants apparently they were descended from jaguars and eagles and the shaman has the powers of the jaguars and the eagles and they told me that when the warrior and the shaman die that they will reincarnate as jaguars and protect the country. Uh, sorry, not the country, protect the tribe, protect the Amazon. So they will return to the tribe, watch over them as guardians. And then they told me that I had the part of a jaguar. When I die, I will reincarnate as a jaguar too, but a male jaguar. Um, and that was fascinating for me because I'm a feline fanatic. I'm obsessed with cats and wild cats, um, including my concerns about their conservation um, in relation to poaching, etc. But I, I just have a deep love of the feline species. Um, and for them to detect that was really interesting. Um, yeah. Mm, so I love that. So you, you'd researched them. And I mean, obviously, it's had an impact because it shaped your career. Um, but how else did this experience impact your life? My perspective on the world and people around me. Um, I mean, there's so much that we don't think about because here in the West, we have layers and layers, man-made layers uh, concerning us taking up our brain cells when in that world, in the Amazon, it's so simple, it's so pristine, it's so natural, and it's so raw. I just loved being, more uh, well, living like it was in the beginning of time. It was just so magical. I, I, I yeah, I just, I just found it so breathtakingly natural and organic. So when I returned. Uh, to London, I 
felt my heart and my soul was still in the Amazon, even though I was physically here. And I started to consciously um, take notice of what people would talk about in daily conversations. So what color they want to dye their hair or who's going to buy the latest gadget. Um, who's going out with who? Who's sleeping with who? <laughs> All this gossip and a very shallow materialistic um, conversations. And I started crying and I just felt this surge through me and this energy. I just feel that the world is speaking to me. Like I feel very connected to the planet. I feel when I hear about deforestation or uh, pollution in the waters, when I hear about wildlife under threat from poachers and all these issues concerning the planet and its species, like I, I, I physically respond to it. I feel something. I feel like something is taken from me in a way. It's so strange. I can't explain it. But that experience has made me a lot more aware, um, a lot more conscious, um, a lot more connected. And also, I feel like I can understand people more. I have a deeper empathy. Um, when I look at someone, I can tell what kind of person they are. Um, I'm able to understand other people as well by giving them a, a chance to uh, show themselves and, you know, like really, really understand them. Um, uh, by doing that, it helps me in all areas of my life, including work. So no matter what industry you work in, I'm able to understand you. I'm able to get inside your mind, understand what life and work is like for you, how you have to operate, what aspect of your work you take back home and what aspect of your work lives on in you or becomes you, is you, you know? So then I'm able to communicate with that person um, in a specific way that they will understand so I guess this experience has really shaped me and helped me in a lot of ways mm. so then how does this how does what you've learned there as you're talking about this this ability to in effect be one with the earth and to really feel that connection to the earth and this this deeper empathy and understanding for other people how has that helped you in creating your career as an immersive investigative journalist and actually building a business model around this? So it started, that, that's defined my, the rest of my life, that experience, the entire experience. And I thought, right, this is what I'd love to be doing. I'd love to be traveling and exploring the world um, and various different cultures, tribes around the world understanding their way of life and do making documentaries about it um, and or reporting about it, writing about it. And it just so happened that I was, I started doing more of it. So I did a road trip around the US with the Native Americans to understand what they were facing in the modern era. Um, and 
Then I lived with the Berber tribe in the Atlas Mountains. I was adopted by them. I started uh, focusing on a lot more humanitarian issues as well. And, and I do that in all of my work, in all the places that I go to. I find ways where I can give back, ways where I can be of help, where I can make a difference, where I could be useful. Um, uh, so I made the typing high-end documentary in 2013 when that hit the Philippines um, and my film raised enough money to rebuild all the houses in an entire village wow um, and so the idea that film can be powerful and make a change that's when I realized I want a career I want this to be my life not just a career not just a job this for me my work is my way of life um, and I started working for uh, news channels and companies, reporting for them, and just carved my own style and, and reported on the stories that I cared about. Recently, I just got back from Ghana where I was reporting on stories all over the country from post election, um, commu community watch, and the slum, most dangerous slums over there, rural, rural parts of the country that have never been documented before. Um, a tribe homecoming ceremony that I think I'm the first outsider to document a sacred lake that not much has been published on. So many things. It's just interesting contribution in terms of geographical knowledge, cultural knowledge. Um, so as a fellow, I'm planning to write about it as well. Um, so making a difference whether it's contributing knowledge, ideas, helping someone in social struggles, this woman suffering from tuberculosis of the spine, um, her only child was blind. So the story that I did raised money for her maintenance. Um, another woman who ran away from her husband who tried to sell their twins for ritual sacrifice. The story that I did raised money for her as well to help her and her children so I mean I like being able to make a difference through my work and the Amazon was so the documentary that I made um, I remember the screening after the after the screening with the rainforest charities the president announced he was going to abandon the Yasuni ITT initiative and that initiative uh, was to keep all in the ground for $3.2 billion, but after only raising $13 million, he abandoned it. Um, I started the petition and then I wrote to the government. The president responded. Uh, he was aware of my work and my efforts, but obviously it's politics. <laughs> he couldn't do much about it. But then the tribe, what happened was they reached a point where they wanted to create a truce between the government and themselves. And they said, we want you to pass over this document to the president and get him to read it and, and sign it if he agrees, where he allows us to keep part of the Amazon for ourselves to, to live and survive because it's our home. The jungle is our home and we need it for our sustenance. We need it for medicine, all kinds of things. But we understand that he needs the oil for the rest of the country as well. So they wanted to reach middle ground with him. 
I did pass that over. But to this day, I've not heard a response. Um, but the ability to be in such positions has been carved from this very first adventure. Um, yeah, so many others. I could, I could go on. It's just so much. Where do we where do we stop? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I think what, what what's really cool about what you're highlighting here is that all of the stories that you're documenting, it's not just the fact that you're actually raising awareness, but it's the example of the film in the Philippines that's actually helping to rebuild the village or telling the story of the 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 woman whose husband tried to to sell her children for ritual sacrifice or the the woman with the spine and how through those stories you were actually able to raise money to help support them so there's this real giving aspect built into your work in that it's not just about helping you live a sustainable lifestyle it's about helping others be sustainable as well yes exactly mm. so then what is what is the most important things that you've learned from all of these expect expeditions and from being in parts of the country and being able to be exposed to things that maybe other people would never have had the opportunity to see? To embrace our differences uh, by understanding it. Um, and I just feel that if we as humans understand one another better through empathy or even through immersion, then that builds dialogue, that builds bridges for peace and unity. That when we get together, when we collaborate um, with our differences with our, and see them as strengths rather than weaknesses or other, then we're more powerful as a unit um, on whatever mission that may be, whether it's in the workforce or whether it's in a survival situation. Um, and I just feel that by being exposed to so many cultures and people and places, I just feel that that needs to be ingrained in our society more, uh, more so for those who don't have the opportunity to travel, see places as much as I do, because they probably won't build this perspective of life. Um, also, by being exposed to so many places, I also see the uh, struggles and the the atrocities on the planet. Um, and I guess I'm a lot more mindful and aware of how I treat it and what I do. I make conscious decisions that impact the planet in a better way. Um, I do my best not to use plastic anymore. Um, I've seen how it pollutes the waters and that then impacts the fish and then obviously that also impacts us. Um, I do believe global warming is real and I just feel I just feel people should be more wary of the environment and the people that live on our planet it's available on our planet um, we can learn a lot from it and from them mm. yeah and I love that because I mean it's you know what, what you're saying there is that if we're able to embrace the differences and really 
recognise that our differences are strengths, we can collaborate to create peace and unity. And through embracing those differences, we become mindful and aware of, of the planet and the decisions that we make, that we can learn how to create basically a better world for everybody, not just for some. Exactly. I mean, quite often people, especially in the West, um, and I've seen this out on the field when I see others, researchers or NGOs or anyone, um, as soon as they get to another country and see a different kind of group of people, you have some who immediately think other. So their attitude changes, the way they interact with the other group of people changes, the way they view themselves as opposed to the other group of people is different. But that attitude, behavior, perspective needs to be edited. Um, and they need to just think human, okay, and, and you know, and not put themselves on, an, on, a, uh, on a different, different well, in a different box. <laughs> Um, quite often, I feel when you let down all your barriers and you don't associate yourself or disassociate yourself from the subject, then they appreciate that. People will warm up to you a lot more. You have a lot more access and will gain a lot more trust. Um, if you just are yourself, you are real and try to show interest in them. You know, learn a bit of the language. Try to show that you know something or want to know something about them instead of being ignorant. And that's uh, that's what either builds bridges or, or breaks any opportunity to build the bridges. So it's about your reactions, how you respond to situations and other people that I feel can really make a difference on how we operate in this world. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say there is if you're just yourself, if you're authentic and you come from a place of curiosity and want to learn more about other people, it, it almost seems as if it's as simple as that to actually start building bridges because we're at the end of the day, we're all human. Exactly. Building bridges. Uh, we are all human. We all believe the same colour. <laughs> We're all made up of the same organs, uh, unless you're, well, I'm a woman. <laughs> There's men and women, but, you know, you understand, yes. you understand what I'm saying. So. <laughs> we, 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 we all have core internal organs um, that are similar. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so um, it's just, it's just seeing beyond that, uh, beyond the way we look. A lot of times, if you just respond or form an opinion in your mind based on how somebody looks or just by looking at someone, it, you've already, you're already judgmental, you know? It, you haven't given that person a chance to show who they really are. So I love it when I, um, when I meet people, especially men, um, in networking events or in business or whatever for the first time, and they shake my hand, they don't expect to, to, well, they don't expect a very strong grip, like a killer man grip from this petite woman dressed dressed up, hair and makeup, heels. <laughs> they get thrown off by it. 
because they weren't expecting it. Um, and I'm actually known for my signature handshakes. <laughs> um, and, and it's and I I do it because it's it's my character. I have a very strong character, but also it's just how I that's just how I shake hands. I mean, I train in martial arts, so I have a very strong grip. <laughs> but in, I I always get um, inter- interesting responses, and it's always I didn't expect that, but I like that. I like being the unexpected. Um, because I like driving away from stereotypes and even my, my entire life, my entire being, my entire existence is, well, ironic to some extent and makes no sense to a lot of people. They can't understand how this is my life. Um, and that's what I'd like to do to challenge stereotypes of ideals, um, whether it's gender or anything else. Yeah. So then what are some of the challenges as you're doing all this and creating this lifestyle business that's really being guided and shaped by you and your experiences? I mean, what are some of the challenges that you face in in building a business around this? Well, I am, I am my own business. So when you're starting out, it's always challenging. When you're starting out, you have to work really hard to become established or known for what you do. Uh, You have to have all the right contacts. I've been quite lucky having a great support network and a great great network of people in the industry that I'm in to help me build myself, if you like, and guide me in the right direction. I guess that... I, I think that has been integral to my growth, um, but also being very proactive and finding the right avenues that work for you and finding, um, I don't know, my life is very unconventional because I, <laughs> I I have literally carved it out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know anyone else with this lifestyle. I have to juggle my life between um, the film, the TV, public speaking, the uh, RGS, work at the RGS in terms of my uh, research. Um, It's just, it's interesting and it's varied, um, but I love it. It's what I love, Mm. you know? Yeah. When I get commissioned to uh, make films or I get commissioned to do a report or write an article, like that, that's, it's just, that's just, that's just my life. And that's how I make it sustainable by being in demand, creating a profile that where everybody um, is interested in. And then you're in demand for what you do because you're good at what you do. And that's when they want you. And and then, you know, taking it from that and uh, the work that you do, uh, just making it, making sure that you have a sustainable amount of work coming in to keep you going and growing. Um, And also quite often I... I just follow my instincts. I follow my gut. 
and that leads me to some very interesting places and also opportunities um, sometimes exploring those opportunities might lead to nothing <laughs> might be a dead end and quite often it might be very fruitful so yeah, yeah. no I love that because, I mean, the summary of what you're saying essentially is, and I, I, I love this as a reminder, if you want to carve your own career and really build yourself as a brand and create that that path that is yours and yours alone, you have to work really hard. You have to build up the contacts and get a good network and be proactive in getting out there so that people get to recognise you, know that you're in demand and just trust yourself in terms of following the path as you're going along it. Yes, exactly and that may be scary but it's worth it in the end because it's it's your life i mean we all have one life so we might as well live it doing what we love totally so then who do you most admire and why then sarah um there's so many people out there oh god <laughs> okay quite recently I interviewed Jane Goodall for BBC Focus magazine mm -hmm. and I admire her so much. I mean, her questions made, her answers made me cry. They were, she, I just resonated with her so much in terms of how she views the world. Uh, her, her journey as well was very unconventional, especially for a woman in the fields of science at that time to do what she did. Um, I just, yeah, I, th I admire her a lot. I think she's amazing. And with her new Roots and Shoots uh, program to inspire more children to interact with nature and care about the environment, I just feel like that's a great way of planting hope in our future, in our future generations, in our future leaders. Um, and I think that's very special. So I really admire her for that. Hmm. That's beautiful. So you have had so many amazing nature experiences, I mean, because you've been talking about some of them already. But what is one of your most favourite memories of a time or place in nature and why? Oh, God. Um, got to be in the Amazon. <laughs> um, my favourite moments... When I was on the uh, chakra trip with the women from the tribe, all right, this is a hard one because I enjoyed the hunting trip with the men as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, can I just say both? Both? Yeah, uh, you can okay. say both. So what, what okay, was so it about both of these trips, one with the women, one with the men, that made them so memorable? Well... In the olden times, I was told that women used to hunt, but nowadays they don't as much unless the game is nearby. So I had to get approval from the elders and prove myself worthy to join them on a hunting trip. And when I did, it was so exciting because it was, it's always been my dream to hunt with warriors in the jungle. <laughs> and... I just, I loved it. I learned about how they uh, moved quick, but quietly, quickly and quietly through the forest. They were running through the forest with this, <coughs> with this four foot blowgun. <coughs> 
um, a pouch for their darts and the poison and calling out to monkeys and shaking the trees and they were speaking to the monkey in its own language and that I found incredible I, I will never forget that moment um, I, I just thought incredible this is a real skill to be a hunter to be a true Amazon warrior a good one um, and so that's probably one of my favorite moments and another favorite moment with the women is we went gathering to this forest garden called the chakra and we had to cultivate yucca and collect the hammock leaves and I remember she just picked out one of the leaves and pushed it and it just split into several different layers and I just thought wow that's amazing but then she took it back to the hut stripped it uh, boiled it and then weaved it into a hammock and I mean to see the journey of that leaf <laughs> was incredible to me I just found it mind-blowing and so so incredible so powerful I mean nature everything that they need is in the jungle nature provides us with so many tools we're not even aware if we're creative we may know how to utilize nature for our benefits and and, and better we'll be right back after this short nature break Yeah, and I know that this is going to be a silly or a silly question almost, but I'm going to ask it again anyway, considering that the, the time in the Amazon, in effect, launched your career. But how have these experiences in nature like this influenced and impacted the work that you do? They have made me a lot more uh, conscious about how I work in terms of the decisions that I make. Um how I interact with people around me, how my work may impact the planet, the environment, the terrain that I'm in, um, or make a difference in the lives of the people around me or involved in my work. Um, and it's, it's, it's ingrained this idea of constantly trying to make the world a better place, um, striving for peace uh, through helping others understand each other, you know, uh, by telling these stories that I do or that I report on, by inspiring, by helping, by investigating and uncovering the truth. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it really sounds as if, in effect, these these conscious decisions and the impact that you're now making, it's almost like you're you're in service for something bigger than yourself. What's the one thing that you want people to take away from our conversation today? I would love people to the next time you meet someone from a place 
part of the world or a culture completely alien to you, just show some interest um, in them and ask them a question about where they're from to understand them better and, and look for the similarities in the other person. And that will help you connect better. Just be mindful of how you behave with others because we're on this planet together to share it with one another and to learn from one another. You never know what message that person might have for you if you allow yourself to be open to them. Mm. I love that. So it's like next time you meet someone different, show interest, ask questions, discover the similarities and see what you can learn from them. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. No, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Tabby. Next time on Sustainable, I'm speaking to Alan Mahon, founder of Brewgooder, the craft beer brand on a mission to bring one million people clean drinking water. If you want to bring more nature into your life and your organisation, find out more about how EarthSelf's nature-connected coaching, consulting and training can help you and your organisation achieve optimal well-being and performance at www.earthself.org.